0: According to the Small Business Administration's Office of Advocacy, there are approximately 30.2 million small businesses across America, making up approximately 99.9% of the total U.S. economy. And from Mary Go, she's dedicated a large part of her life to ensuring that the backbone of our economy Remains successful. She's the owner of Success Magnified, where she works with sole entrepreneurs and small business owners to get their ideas out of their head, off of paper, and into action. She says the key to success in small business is developing a focused and detailed action plan to keep you accountable. She joined me this week. To discuss the state of small business in America and how she loves helping business owners realize their dreams. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. Being International Women's History Month, I ask goal to begin her remarks by reflecting upon what the occasion means for her, the impact that women have had in her life, and the trail she's hoping to blaze for other young entrepreneurs.
1: Yes, thank you for asking that. And I'm delighted to be celebrating International Women's Women's History Month because we've had some amazing women that have led the path for me. Um, On March 8th on International Women's Day, I did a a celebration. I'm an ambassador for a group uh, nonprofit that helps women start their own businesses in third world countries so they can start their own business, whether they know how to count or know how to read or write, and they help them really start their own business so they can take charge of their life. So I did a presentation on the women in my life, and it was just a fascinating history to put together um, just four generations back of what my great-grandmother's options were as women and my grandmother's options and my mom's options as a woman, my options as a woman. And I've written books and I've I get to travel and I get to you know, when my mom went to college, she was lucky enough to go to college after being born in the Depression and raised on a farm. But her options were teacher, nurse or secretary. Really, that's what her options were. And my options I feel like are wide open and I have two daughters, age 24 and 21, and their options are limited to what they choose to do, really, the effort that they wanna put in. There are still some boundaries that women have to face, but, but when you look back generationally at the progress that we've made and the options that we now have as women, um, it's just amazing and it's, it's such a powerful thing to reflect on and to keep, keep the momentum going.
0: Absolutely, and I know that you're leading by example with all of the great business work that you do to help businesses sort of get their ideas out there, out of their head on paper and into action. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on your business mission and how you help people.
1: Yes, I love the power of entrepreneurship. I know that it can change lives and it changes your communities. When you look at the numbers of what small business does for a local community, you know they pay taxes, small business owners generally support local um, charities and school events, community events. They're paying taxes, they're hiring people in the local communities. So I'm all about building a stronger community for everyone, right? And so small business I believe is the answer to doing that. And entrepreneurship is how you build a small business, right? You ha- and I love being part of the spark or the energy of seeing an idea in somebody's head having them articulate that idea and then turn it into a product or service that helps another person. It's just part of what I love about what I do. Like it gives me goosebumps just even saying that cause it's so exciting to see that process happen. And then knowing that that person now has the freedom to run their own business. And believe me, it's not easy being an entrepreneur. There are lots of challenges, lots of days where you're just like, I just wanna go get a job. But when you, become an entrepreneur and you're able to live in your giftedness and share that with others through the service that you provide it's just a wonderful thing
0: and i know a a large part of your work is helping people uh, uh, create business accountability and sustainability so i'm wondering your keys to how to get that done
1: yes yeah it really is there's lots of ways to have accountability right um i use very different methods within my business, depending on the project that I have to work on. So uh, like as I mentioned before, I've written a couple of books and so my accountability for both books was the party so i i started with you know go back to the uh, start with the end in mind so i planned the book launch party and then i kind of worked my way back to know okay if i have to have the book at the book launch party i need to have it to the publisher but to the printer by this time to the editor by this time i need to be finished with my final draft by this time so i used the party as my accountability to keep me going because i told people about the party and it I didn't want to show up to my book party without my book. So it really did help me be accountable. So you can use events as accountability. You can have an accountability partner, which I have an accountability partner, and and they're amazing when you find the right one and you actually check in with each other each week to say, okay, this is what I'm working on. You know what each other's bigger goals are so that you know if you start to get off track, you can call each other on that. I do that, you can do that with a, a, A buddy or a partner sometimes it's better to pay like an accountability coach like myself because i'm more vested in your success not that accountability partner that you would find in a networking group or something isn't but it's just harder to maintain that excitement or that level of commitment sometimes when you just do it with a friend or a buddy but it's certainly that's a great way to do it you can also use social media as an accountability tool right so just posting something on Letting somebody else know what you're up to in your business is always a good motivator, because then, you know, on social media, sometimes things can get lost and you can kind of retreat back and not actually accomplish your goal that you set out for yourself. But um, it's better than nothing. Not If you just set a goal and you don't tell anybody about it, it's harder to stay motivated on those days when it gets when you're just like um, distracted or. There's something else, a new shiny object I want to work on. So I'm going to let that one go and nobody knows I was working on it anyway. So with entrepreneurs, there's always lots of lots of things going around that we want to work on or that we see other people doing and we get distracted. So having an accountability partner can help rein you in and keep you on task to reaching your goals.
0: That's why we hire people like you to keep us focused, right? Yes, yes. Uh, and you mentioned your book, your books a couple of times, so let's dive into those in terms of the uh, lessons you were hoping to teach. And uh, tell me about your passion for writing and sh- sharing the lessons that you've learned. Yes,
1: yeah. So I have them here. So I've written, the first one I wrote kind of as a challenge. It's my, I, I have a brain that kind of works on systems and finding a way to make things happen that makes it easier right for people or for myself, so I wrote the first book it's called the guests are here. And it's about how to throw a dinner party again that sense of Community so how to bring people into your home and be able to enjoy the evening and not be able to spend the whole time in the kitchen Um, so you can plan ahead there's some some menus there some some ways to set the table so that you can do all that stuff ahead and really enjoy your guests and be able to enjoy the connection that you're making with other people again that was written 2014 so way pre-covid but hopefully we'll be able to have dinner parties in our home again soon and and have people over and make that connection because i do believe that there is a real connection that happens when you share a meal with somebody, Um, whether it's a stranger or, you know, your friends, it just is a great way to connect with people on a deeper level. And the second book I wrote is for business owners and it's called vitamin C3 for business. And it's 52 ideas to connect, contribute, and celebrate your way to success. So it's really about simple tips. Like I said, my brain is all about how can we make things simple and easy? So ideas to connect, not only to your clients and to your uh, network, but also to connect to why you are in business in the first place, really to connect to why you're doing this business and then contribute. We all, I think, want to contribute to each other. And so it's a natural uh, 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 gift that we have that we want to share our knowledge with each other. So there's tips in here about how to share your knowledge through your business or through a network, whatever that looks like, and then celebrate as entrepreneurs. Like I said, there's always the next thing. The next thing we're working on This our to-do list is ever growing. We don't take time enough to celebrate what's gone right in our business. And the fact that we're in business another year, especially after the year we've just been through, right? It's really important to celebrate all of those little wins and the big wins in your business. So that's what that book is about.
0: Fantastic, Mary. And if people want to buy the book, what's the best way they can do that? Yeah, both the books book. are
1: on Amazon. You can look them up by the title or you can look them up under my name, Mary Gall, and uh, you can just order them on Amazon.
0: Fantastic. And I'm also curious to ask you about business diversification for small business in a general term. And also. Uh, Also, under the lens of infusing individuals with disabilities, as you know, I have cerebral palsy, and Mm -hmm. I know that you have a personal connection with that as well. So I'm curious to uh, get your thoughts on business diversification uh, generally and infusing individuals with disabilities into the workforce. Yes.
1: Yes. Um, So I work typically with solopreneurs, I don't work with companies that have like a whole, uh, you know, uh, staff, primarily, I work with small business owners, maybe they have three or four people coming in. But one of the things that I love to teach people is what are their, uh, we call it pinnacle gifts, so that every person on the planet has some gift that they're here to share, I firmly believe that. So how can we tap into that gift, um, no matter what? their abilities are and how can we build a business around that or help them bring that to the business that they're working in as an employee so it's really important to go back to What are your natural gifts and abilities? Like I've mentioned a couple of times, my brain works in systems, right? So I look for ways to make things simpler. That's a gift that I have. Not everybody thinks that way. So I can bring that to my business because that's something that I do that's unique. And I've done that my whole life. So that builds part of my story. Um, So I think no matter what your abilities are, is finding what you're good at. Whether it be math or problem solving or science or or talking to people about sports, you know, you found a passion in your life and you found a way to bring it into a business. So um, whether that's podcasting, you know, however, you can bring your business to life or bring those skills to life through a business. There's people out there that need to hear that message. So that's kind of what I do to help people find what they're passionate about, what their natural gifts are, and then really find a business that matches those, that allows them to bring those gifts to the world and give give them to
0: others. And Mary me, once you develop an action plan for a small business, do you just dive a little bit deeper? deeper on how to hold them accountable and how how, how holding people accountable can uh, result in sustainable results. Yes,
1: yes. So I have a couple of ways that I do it personally. So I have my one-on-one accountability coaching. So that's me checking in with you. We do a strategy a session at the beginning to figure out where you want to be. And I do it in either 90 days or six-month uh, chunks of time. and. We say, where do you want to be at the end of 90 days, right? What do you do? You want to launch a business? Are you writing a book? What are you working on? And then we break that down into weekly tasks. And then every week, you're checking in with me to say, I got this done, or I didn't get this done. If you say you didn't get it done a couple of weeks in a row, I'm going to start getting, you know, wagging my mom finger at you and saying, okay, what's going on? How come you're not moving this project forward? Um, and then I also do it in group in a group version so with female entrepreneurs, I run masterminds they're called peer advisory boards. And so we meet once a month and every gets to bring their topics so they can brainstorm with each other and get to learn from each other's mistakes and hopefully skip those mistakes as they go forward and contribute their knowledge and then they also get to. Uh, bring up an issue that they're dealing with in their own business. So we're learning from each other. And then we have goals that we write for the next 30 days, and they get matched up with an accountability partner to check in with and say, "Okay, how are you doing on these goals? Then we come back the next month and we celebrate. Again, connect, contribute, and celebrate. Right? So we celebrate what did they get done, what were their wins and successes, and then what's the next thing they're working on for the next 30 days. So we do that in the group setting. So you can find a mastermind group near you. I, I call them peer advisory boards, but there's lots of those out there. And then um, the other ways I do it are just if I do a strategy day with a the client, then it's just a matter of following up and saying, OK, what are your 30, 60, 90 day goals and then breaking them down so they're not overwhelming and then really checking checking back in with somebody. So whether that's you've built a list in Excel and you're checking things off or you've written a handwritten note and you like to scratch things off the list. right? people like to do that different ways. But really, if you see the list, the task list, and you set deadlines using your calendar is an amazing way to, you know, uh, like I said, with the books, I, I plan the party first. So plan something fun. And then that helps you get to that goal in the long run.
0: Does that answer your question? Absolutely. And I'm also curious to know what's the best part of your job for you?
1: Um, It's really the fact that I get to encourage and be inspired by so many different entrepreneurs. I just love the variety of businesses and the way people are able to use their gifts to create a business. Like I said at the beginning, when you see somebody take the spark of an idea and it's part of a conversation and then they turn it into a business, that serves other people. That's just such a magical thing to be a part of. And I absolutely love it. And I love being a part of a lot of different businesses without having to own a lot of different businesses, right? So I get to have my fingers in a lot of different pies in different areas of their business to support these entrepreneurs and then not have to you know, worry about making
0: payroll at the end of the night for each one of them. So Absolutely have all the fun by helping people f- figure out their own problems without taking them home at night. So congratulations exactly. with that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yes.
0: <laughs> and Mary, I'm also curious to ask you, how do you think we get more women involved in entrepreneurship and, and young people in, partic- in particular involved in the art form of entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah. I think it's easier than ever. Like I said, when looking back on the history of what it takes to start a business or the options of starting your own business, my mom didn't have those options really when she was growing up in the 50s and 60s or when she got married as a young woman. So um, now it's relatively easy to start your own business, whether it's you know a, an arts and crafts store on Etsy or um, setting up your own store on Shopify. There's so many tech tools out there that make it really easy to start selling things online, right? Um, But if you want to have a service based business, you know, it's it's still relatively easy to start a business. Go to your secretary of state in in the United States, go to your, you know, secretary of state of your state, register with them that you want to have a business license and you're pretty much ready to go. Right. (laughs) uh, There's a lot more steps than that, but but it's relatively low cost to start a business, typically a service based business. Uh, where you're not having to buy inventory and have a storefront and that kind of thing so i think the ease of jumping into something and the variety of things that you can do now um, people are used to shopping online so there's a lot of options there for for young young people in general but uh, as women i think they have a lot more options especially as we've noticed with with the coronavirus you know that really hit the women demographic working women really hard um, I heard in the United States like 2.4 million women left their jobs last year because they had to be home when the kids were being homeschooled, right? So, so that really hits the workforce hard and those women now have all these skills that they've developed in the corporate world. They may or may not be able to go back to their jobs you know, once this pandemic is sorted out. So what do they do now? How do they take that skill set and what do they do with it? So there's lots of information about how to start a service-based business. Or work from home um, which kind of gets them that that little taste of freedom to being their own boss a little bit right If you're even if you're working for somebody else but you're working from home i think a lot of people have experienced that over the last year and it's going to um, have an impact on how many people start their own businesses going forward
0: absolutely and as you know uh, small business is the backbone of any economy so i'm also yes. curious to get your thoughts on how do you think the industry is going to get out of covid uh how do we entice people to support small businesses
1: yes yeah i think uh you know covid has had some benefits for some small businesses and some that it really hit hard and and they're going to have a hard time bouncing back so um a lot of my clients you know i did have some clients who had brick and mortar businesses like hair salons and massage you know places and they had to be closed for the first three months of the pandemic like no clients at all so they had to find ways to keep themselves you know earning some money so you know i had a hair salon and she decided to post some videos on how to trim your own hair during the first part of the pandemic and and she had some you know, uh, products that she would sell in her salon. So she started, she had to pivot and start selling those online. So people could still get their favorite shampoo from her and stuff. So entrepreneurs will find a way to pivot, right? So I, I believe that entrepreneurship will if you were an entrepreneur once, and you got hit hard by this pandemic, and you had to close your business, that that belief in entrepreneurship is still there and you'll come back. So a lot of businesses had to pivot in different ways. You know, I used to do all my coaching live and in person in the room with people. And now I do it all on Zoom, which has allowed me to have clients now coast to coast. I have people in New York and I have people in Washington. So, um, you know, it's really been exciting for me. It's not quite the same feeling, but it, but there's different different ways. We've been able to, to capture the magic of the collaboration over Zoom. And so I think again the technology tools make it easier for people to come back out of the pandemic to shift and pivot their business if if at all possible, knowing that, you know, we could have another one of these in a couple of years. So how are they going to pivot their business so that they can keep it going, you know, if something like this
0: happens again? Cheers to reinvention, huh? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And my follow up question. For you is I'm wondering if you've given any thought to your personal and professional legacy. How do you want that to be defined?
1: Yes, um, I do want to be, uh, you know, remembered as somebody who inspired others. So whether that's through my book, uh, through you know the the people I coach, the businesses I've built. Um, who knows, you know, hopefully I still have quite a bit of time left. I'm in my 50s now, mid 50s, so we're now empty nesters. So, you know, the world is open to me now. I've got lots of things that I want to work on. So, um, yeah, I just want to be able to be remembered as somebody who helped others, who served others and was an inspiration and also somebody who, who inspired celebration. You know, so really making sure that people take time to celebrate in their personal lives and in their business to acknowledge the fact that they have done something, they've accomplished something, and that's worth celebrating.
0: Absolutely. And if people want to get connected with you, what's the best way they can do that?
1: Yeah, they can go to my website, which is just uh, www.successmagnified.com. And there's a link there. They can grab a 30 minute uh, focus session with me. I'd be happy to talk to them about their business or their business ideas. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn primarily. I have a Facebook page, but I don't go on there very often to interact. But if they want to connect with me on LinkedIn, it's just at Mary Gall, or um, they can go to Success Magnified. They can find the business page there too.
0: Fantastic. Mary, I really want to thank you for your uh, time this morning talking to me about uh, business diversification and small businesses and for being here this morning. It's most appreciated.
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Kevin. I'm delighted to be on your show today.